Come and grab your friends, it's time for MetaWatch, the world's leading experts on MetaBots. My name is Mitch, I use he him pronouns, and I'm our expert on MetaBotology. Now, I know I seem like a total KBT type, but I'm actually a rising sign KW chief, okay? Okay. Joining me as always is our leading expert on actual science of MetaBots, head of MetaBotonomy, Dr. Colin. Yeah, I still, I'm not prepared for the bit. I'm still not mentally prepared for it. Hi, my name is Colin, I use they, them pronouns. <laughs> Okay, now when we booked our next guest for tonight's symposium, we thought metabotography was the geography of metabots, so we can finally figure out where these little fellows are from. Turns out, our guest is just really good at taking photographs of metabots, but we might as well introduce them anyway, so take it away, Sam. I use he, him pronouns, and really it's all about finding the soul of the metabot in your photo, so the secret is you only take pictures of the metals. (laughs) (laughs) It's that easy, Colin, come on. Yeah. (laughs) You know what, we'll do an improv class together that'd be great i'm down i would have died on the mic if i had to go <laughs> to go second i will be <laughs> totally honest Ooh. yeah hey we're talking about metabots still we're still the world's only metabots podcast and therefore the world's best metabots podcast uh still i, I love this this is this is great uh you make the yeah. world a better place by making a metabots podcast filling a void <laughs> a, yeah. a void in the world and a void in my heart well, you know, it seems like we're really, we're striking the iron while it's hot, because, uh, Mitch, it sounds like you found a, uh, you found some Metabots games that were very recently translated that you've been playing, right? Um, I'm playing the original Game Boy Advance ones. I started playing the original Game Boy ones, which were just recently translated, and coming out in, um, a few weeks, not to date this podcast, clever, uh, coming out in a few weeks is a Switch game. For Metabots, uh, which is a collection of most of the Metabots games, I believe, which is really cool. Hell yeah. Um, Metabots games, uh, real weird, real good. I like them. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's the fact I'm uh, in my 30s or uh, these are just slow starts, but I'm having a hard time playing an RPG that takes like three hours to get past the tutorial. But um, past that, I like seeing my little bug boy shoot, ro- shoot rockets at people. That's that's fun. Um now, I'm just wondering, is it the RPGs where the your metabots, you can have up to three on a team at the same time, and they run along a track when you select a, a weapon, and once they get to the end of the track, they do their attack? Or is yes. that a later game? Yes, that's the one I'm playing as. I'm playing as um, metabots, meta B version, Game Boy Advance. Because the really cool part of those ones is, like, the legs you take affect the speed that they run on the track so you can actually take like a lighter armored leg and your metabot just attacks faster and you can see them attack faster see there's a lot of it's it's more visual than pokemon is what i'm saying it's very cool except for the fact that um i just press buttons and things happen and there's not usually a direct correlation between a lot of things uh i'm used to that with pokemon because i just believe that's how it's going to happen i'm sure this is going to open up just like those games i just haven't gotten that far yet and i wasn't raised on these games so i they're exactly the same thing uh including uh the build-up except there are more um there's more cross-dressing in this game uh than there are in at least pokemon gold and silver um so we'll find out how that changes as we go on the don't worry about them being a slog they were a slog 15 years ago and i i'm certain that the experience has not gotten any better (laughs) i have a fast forward button now so that's nice yeah, I, I have seen that you've been posting screenshots of your uh, your progress on uh, Metarach, and uh, it definitely seems like a very strange game, uh, is all I will say. 
You can definitely tell it is a um, game built for the Game Boy Advance with how saturated the colors are. Uh, oh, yeah. You don't get that kind of saturation out of any other Game Boy system because they didn't need it as much. Uh, and I have to keep reminding myself, Iggy is uh, radioactive solely because you couldn't see the screen. <laughs> there is a bit, there's a couple bits where you just walk into a bathroom and there's somebody in there. You don't fight anybody in the bathroom. You don't really get any information in the bathroom. You can just go in the bathroom and watch people pee, which um, I guess fits Icky's personality. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it, though, personally. Not to yuck any yums. <laughs> you may prefer the Metabot games that are platform fighters. It's basically Smash, but with Metabots. Okay. Hmm. And it's like, it's like, okay, this button is right arm, this button's left arm, and if you press them both at the same time, it's your head part. And um, then otherwise, does, it's just, it's a, it's a Metabot game. Does it's a platform that, fighter. Does that game have a plot point about a Metabot that tickles children? Because that's kind of a thing that I don't <laughs> want in a Metabots game. <laughs> It is free of Metabots being, like, really creepy and going around tickling children, yes. Okay, all right. As far as you know. Now, I have to play the subbed versions of the games. That's that's my role on the show. I'm going to have to do that. Uh, maybe the tickling's all in the Japanese parts. So Maybe the tickling's all in the Japanese parts. Yeah, I would really hope that Nintendo, like, kind of, you know, localizes that out to be something else. We'll find out, I guess, if this... Uh, if the Switch game ever makes it to our side of the pond over here. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I am uh, waiting to pre-order. Uh, yeah, I really hope it does come over. I would love to add another uh, little RPG to my my little Switch boy. Um, yeah. But we are talking about the cartoon television program, Metabots. Or Metabots. Yes. <laughs> and uh, these two episodes are, they're real good. We're, we're uh, very, yeah. We're hitting them out of the park almost every week. Yeah, uh, these are ex- two exceptionally good episodes back to back, which I'm why I'm so glad that we have Sam on tonight. Uh, because Sam, I believe you are um, probably one of the only people I know to have extensive memories of actually watching Metabots. <laughs> Any memories? I'm not certain. I would say extensive. Although I suppose if you compare them to the memories that most people have of Metabots, in that then. In that context, probably, yes, extensive. Unfortunately, most of... Like, I have very clear one-scene memories of at least one of the two episodes that you're going to be covering for the next, like, five weeks. Uh, <laughs> is this great. Thing. And then I have, like, broader... Oh, this is the part where I really enjoyed the plot for the season finale and for the second half of the second season. That's uh, that's more than me and I host a Metabots podcast. Including specifically the show that I said I planted my flag on for those episodes. <laughs> because those are like, oh yes, these are my favorite episodes. Are Will they still be my favorite episodes? Maybe they're terrible. <laughs> but they have my favorite characters in them, and I remember that much. <laughs> Man. Uh, it, it's it's real nice to find someone who knows anything about Metabots. Uh, almost everyone I've talked to said, hey, yeah, that's that show I saw like two episodes of. I said that. Uh, Colin said something similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... No one remembered a name of a Metabot. Uh, maybe Metabi when I asked some people. No one knew, oh yeah, that's Saint Nurse the Nasty. All right, I got it. My favorite character. Yes, she's great. Like, how could you forget Saint Nurse the Nasty? Honestly. Patron Saint of the Nasty. Besides Miss <laughs> Jackson. And no one else even consi- no one else even mentions the fact that they're tiny Gundams, and I feel that's endemic to the Metabot plot. plot. I've been saying this whole time. Plot. Listen, we all love Saint Nurse the Nasty. Um, 
you know, despite her nasty, nasty ways, she is uh, out here healing metabots and people with her miraculous powers. And we can't, uh, you know, we've got to canonize her. Um, yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't shoot her out of a can. Then she can't heal people. Well, we have to, we have to weaponize it. You know, oh, we have to oh, be able to oh, spread oh, those oh. nano machines far and wide. <laughs> I get you. I actually don't have the name of this episode in English. The first episode. Uh, I believe I, it's the mysterious metabot. Is that correct? Yes, it is. No, it's the mystery metabot. Oh. Because we have a different name in Japan, which I'm not going to reveal quite yet. Because oh. it's it's a real it's a real funny reveal, and I, I love it. It's probably the highlight. It's a good episode, but my, I think the highlight of the episode is the title card reveal, which is a very weird thing to say. No, that's valid. Uh and you know we'll we'll get to it. Um, I don't want to surprise our viewers just yet, but um, certainly if they've looked ahead at if they look at the episode description, they'll know it, I guess. Um, but uh, we started this episode. Uh, it is raining cats and dogs outside uh, as we hear a news report that a severe hurricane warning uh, has come for southern Japan, uh, and that uh, the the newscaster is saying to remember to wear your raincoat and bring a kayak. And we immediately see Iki and Arika kind of like stumbling through the wind with their umbrellas, trying to get to safety. Uh, Iki's umbrella immediately breaks, and they kind of have a little fight about that until they see that there's a little girl right next to the river who's a uh, small, tiny dog, Ginger. Uh, falls into the water and needs to be saved. Um, you know, Icky and Metabi, you know, jump right right into action uh, and help the little girl. Uh, uh, you know, Metabi's immediately like, oh yeah, give me my water legs. And Icky's like, you're not fast enough. We can't save the dog. It's not in time. Dog lands on a log. And that is when, uh, you know, Icky exclaims, holy meta Roly mm -hmm. as a Ronin pincer beetle Metabot shows up. Uh, proceeds to miraculously with with speed and agility save the dog um and uh then you know kind of after returning it uh kind of like you know tells the girl that you know all life is precious and worth protecting with optimus prime voice uh and then leaves refusing to tell meta his name uh and meta in love with him yeah that's you know uh i'm in love with him too animation in this part's so good uh <laughs> It is one of the coolest things this, sh this show has done, because he is jumping up from piece of driftwood to piece of driftwood in a monsoon, <laughs> and he's surfing yeah. just he a surfs, little bit yeah. on each part. <laughs> yeah, it's really there is, good. like, definitely, he's cutting some gnar there for a little bit. <laughs> uh, there's a slight difference in the sub. Um, these two episodes in the sub, by the way, um, are actually comedic. Uh, like, the comedy transfers over real well. Um, there are parts where I think the... Uh, the uh, sub does jokes, the dub doesn't, and the dub is lesser for it. Um, granted, the dub does jokes that are very funny in their own right, but I actually like the sub's jokes a little better because I'm um, a little baby boy. Uh, <laughs> but the part I really like in um, the part of the difference I really like right now in the uh, part of the episode is the um, in the sub, Metabi yells he needs the uh, the water legs, and Icky can't hear him over the over the wind. And Metabee's yelling at him to help, and Icky just cannot understand what he's saying. And that's when we have this uh, mysterious pincer, bee, uh, pincer beetle jump to save the lady and surfing on the water. That That's real nice. I, I like the fact that Icky's incompetence is what's saving him, not his projection onto Metabee. I was just going to say, I was like, I actually, I like, I like Icky, like, jumping into action, and Metabee, like, he has a plan, even though they they end up deciding it's not a good one. But it is kind of hilarious that 
<laughs> they just go the comedic route in the in the sub. It's it's good. Um, the dog's name is Futa, by the way. If that helps anybody. Okay. Uh, and for the listeners who haven't listened or haven't seen the show, which is um, super dumb. Uh, so it's a really cool white and blue uh, pincer head beetle metal bot covered with a cloak. So you immediately know this is really cool. Yeah, and then uh, when you put a when you put a raggy cloak on a robot, you know that that's the good that's a cool ass fucking robot. <laughs> it's great. Um, the little girl uh, says "Domo arigato, Mister," uh, which is really nice. She immediately shows personhood level respect to this metabot right off the bat. Yeah, calls him Mister, uh, and then he goes, the "Life dub, is precious." Says, Thank. Yeah. It sounds obvious, but you shouldn't forget it. Yeah. yeah uh, it's nice. In the dub, she says, Thanks, Mr. Metabot. And then he immediately replies with, No thanks is necessary. All life is precious and worth protecting. And I swear to God, this guy is being voiced by Peter Cullen. It just, he sounds <laughs> like fucking Orion Pax. I hate it. <laughs> It'd be really good. He definitely has that, like, I have interned as an Autobot leader voice for at least two summers. <laughs> I was the Nintendo 64 Optimus Prime. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh he kept saying um a, a difference in the wording between the sub and dub in the sub he keeps saying i'm not somebody worth being remembered which is a really good way of saying it. it's uh self-deprecating which um really gets a lot more emotion out uh than i felt the dub did yeah because like that up they they keep saying um uh, my name's not worth knowing, which it kind of had like is to like the same point, but doesn't really have the same emotional effect to it. Mm-hmm. It's real good though. I, he's a cool guy. You can tell he's the cool guy. He shows up, uh, white and blue. He's got a cloak. Uh, he talks in Samila who? <laughs> yeah, like who? Forget about that guy. This guy's the cool guy. Oh man, I, I a lot of my notes for this episode are just cool guy pose. Cool guy pose. Cool guy pose. Every time we see him <laughs> after this episode, spoilers, we see him again. Uh, he's just in a cool guy pose leaning somewhere. And that's great. When you're that cool, you just have to leverage it. Uh, here is where we get um, the title card. Uh, so Medibi immediately goes, who is that mysterious robot? And the title card goes, Ba-da-da! his name is Rukusho. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery's gone immediately. <laughs> Yeah, we don't, um, uh, we just get a mystery Metabot title card. Uh, they definitely, they were like, hmm, if we just tell them what the name is, we won't, that'll completely destroy the arc of this episode and, and the mystery at hand. Because <laughs> we don't learn anything else about this Metabot for the rest of the episode, other than his name. And then that he, uh, some of his likes and dislikes later on, sure. But we don't yeah. learn really anything else. Uh, so the fact that they go, here's a mystery, Here's the answer. Just immediately. I mwah, So good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, next we cut over to, uh, I guess, the, the monsoon slash uh, hurricane has moved on. Also, really impressed that they admitted this was in Japan. Uh, so there's that. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the localization does some weird stuff in this in the next episode. But I was shocked that yeah. they admitted yeah. it was Japan. I was like, wait, really? Yeah. But then they, they do immediately cut to, like, a picture of Japan on the TV. So I was like, well, maybe, maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we have this lady who is trying to, um, you know, fix her roof, uh, reshingle it, and the rubber robo gang shows up uh, in uh, various priestly clothes claiming to be the neoprene home fixin' team uh, and telling this lady that, uh, you know, she can't just, uh, uh, you know, uh, patch her roof with shingles and replace her uh, her curtains with shower curtains. She's got to do a full renovation on her house. 
Uh, they begin uh, making an offering to the god of renovation, uh, so they can they can you know proceed with with fixing this house. At which point uh, they oh wait that's that is not for a bit. Um, but yeah, they they tell this lady that they're gonna fix her house, uh, and she's like okay yeah sure. Um, and then we immediately cut over to Arika, who is uh, uh, reviewing the video of the mystery metabot. Uh, and, uh, you know, going over with Icky, and Icky's like, he's not even listed in the catalog. I don't even know who this robot is. Um, and yeah, uh, it's, we've got just kind of like a couple of quick cuts here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we go to the mystery metabot who is just kind of hanging out in a construction zone. Cool guy posts on some girders. Yeah. That's what it is. You know, it's look, a cool guy Who pose. doesn't love to sit on a girder? No, that's uh, exactly the same pose that Inuyasha makes at the end of every episode. Yeah. That's Which means that a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. Much like in uh, Yasha, when you're that cool, you don't obey the laws of gravity and you stay off the ground as much as you possibly can. Yeah. And much like in Yasha, he's also lonely, we find out. As uh, he says, the sounds of a million, uh, the sounds of a million lives in the city, uh, or wait, excuse me, the sounds of a million lives fill the city. But sometimes it can be so quiet when you feel so alone, and you know, just the poor mystery metabot doesn't have a friend in the world. You know, really uh, sucks. This is an an instance um, which happens a lot in these two episodes in particular. Um, in the sub, there's no words for like a good thirty seconds. I just got to the mystery metabot. <laughs> He's just staring out into the distance, and we got back, which is nice. Uh, we get that a couple times where it's just silence, and the dub has to fill it, fill it with words. Uh, but I guess if you had that many comedians on hand, you're not really going to get a lot of quiet time. <laughs> and, you know, I uh, feel like he complains about not having any friends, but if you gave your name out, maybe you would. Uh, you very know? good point. Yeah, Friends can't He's call just, you to a birthday party. They don't have your name. Issues. He's got self-confidence issues. It's okay. He's not ready to make that kind of jump to be in- intimate with other people. And it's just he, he needs some time to really build build himself up first so he can value himself before he starts to let other people value him. We're here for him. As long as he wears a cloak. I mean, the moment he ditches a cape, uh-uh, I'm out of here. Relationships, much like the Tin Pet, have to be properly... Uh, you You want to, like, properly armor them and, like, put care into the parts that you put on them. Yeah, you gotta put guns on your relationship. (laughs) Well, yeah. Doesn't everyone? (laughs) That's how you're cool. Your relationship has guns and swords. (laughs) The missiles represent holding hands with someone. Well, we go back to the rubber robos, or excuse me, the neoprene home fixing team, um, and they are proceeding to make an offering up to the the god of renovation, which according to the dub is uh, a huge bottle of soda and uh, a plate of cod liver. Um, uh, any any notes here, Mitch? Before we continue on, I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be a sake bottle that they photoshopped soda onto. Well, uh, so in the uh, in the sub. Um, they immediately say that they were monks sent by God to help. Um, okay. No, no, no falsehoods here. Just straight up, we were sent by God to help you. Um, Not a God, capital G God. I mean, no capitals, but I think it was sent by God. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's been a bit. Uh, yeah. I can go back through and scroll. I'm pretty sure it's just God. Um, yeah. Well, um, God does show up. Foxuno, the, yeah. the renovation God, shows up and proceeds to destroy the entire house. Um, uh, you know, Abarage-sama, yeah. which is a nice name, I like. Which means, yes, last week's episode had a uh, ballless tanuki in it. I've already written a letter to complain about the design, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Kitsune, uh, KTN type, Abarage-sama. Yeah. 
Um, it's a good design. It, yeah, you know, it's it's nice. It's a nice little looking bot. I I like to look at it. Um, he does uh, the you know he destroys the entire house. The rubber robos are immediately like, oh yeah, it's our first job. And before they call in their entire gang to then proceed to do various jackhammering and carpentry to immediately fix this house up before the lady can can object to it. Uh, and by the time that they're done, they have turned her house into a giant Dharma doll. Very good. Um, we get an entire montage, including a lunch break and a smoke break in the sub. I, we got the lunch break. We didn't get the smoke break. Oh, we though. totally got a smoke break. Oh, it we did? Really I must have missed it. Oh, oh well, <laughs> in the sub. In the sub. We, oh, okay. as in uh, us of suffering through the um, the subs, got a smoke break. <laughs> Um, it is an impressive piece of architecture. Like, there are a lot of people, and they're working real damn fast. Yeah. Like, that is some skill on display. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure this is, uh, God, do you remember, like, those, the, the like, home renovation show where, like, very clearly, like, everybody who is, like, doing demo for this show was actually somebody who just worked on, like, Hollywood sets? Because, like, nine times out of ten, like, most of the stuff they would put in a house involved uh, chicken wire and spray foam. Mm-hmm. Monster uh, house. I feel like, yeah, like, there's no way this house is being made to code. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't need to be made to code. It just needs to look good for TV. And then everything hey, else this, is your problem. It just needs Fox Uno's blessing. That's all. Listen, it's going to burn down in six months. <laughs> and then they're going to collect insurance money on it properly. <laughs> yeah, and then you're great. You're good. It's a win-win. Um, uh, she does say, this looks like my husband, uh, to which they respond. You said he was head of the household. <laughs> now he is the head of the household. Which, it's you know, a good per, joke. Yeah, yeah, and we, we find did out not the rubber get that. Ro- yeah. no. Oh, I, I'm not surprised. Uh, we do find out that the rubber robos are. Uh, they, this is a. They've got a, a gentrification plan to turn all of the houses into uh, uh, weird little rubber robo houses, so they they can then turn the entire neighborhood into a theme park called Rubber Roboland. Uh, so that's that's their whole evil plan. This episode still don't quite understand it, but you know. At least it's grander than making a single noodle shop. Well, well, actually, in the in the sub, um, they're not being evil. They're just being weird. They are rebuilding the houses because it's uh, a nice thing to do. And eventually, all the town will be a robo robo town, which will be a um, a symbol of their dedication and uh, hard work. And okay. somehow that will right. lead them to le- ruling the world, but not necessarily. Uh, evil which uh is a really big point in the subs episode because a uh, little baby robo says something feels off and the uh robo robos say uh you know yeah whatever and leave to find their next target and then we get mr narrator his only appearance in these two episodes which is <laughs> wild uh he pops up and it says it's normal to follow others when something feels off that's what grown-ups call going with the flow and living an easy life with complete with mocking tone, um, which is real funny. Uh, the narrator is proving to be the Harsh. most complex character in this entire show. I'm, oh, you know, we, again, no narrator in the dub because he's completely useless and superfluous. Uh, instead, we simply get the baby exclaiming that, uh, you know, this isn't evil at all, and uh, the adults telling him, if you don't, if you don't come along with us, we won't give you uh, cotton candy. At which point, he relents and follows them. <laughs> but then you miss out on Baby Romo whose name is Sarami, apparently, uh, is the young leader of the Robo-Robo gang. And by going with the flow and giving into peer pressure, he took another step towards adulthood. So Baby Robo is uh, the leader. Okay. 
You know yeah, that he's does the guy make in charge sense. of the cell of rubber robos. He's the meows. Listen, um, you know it's an inherited position. Uh, you you have to you have to give uh, credit where it's due to you know the the feudal rubber robo system. Uh, uh, next, uh, so. We cut to Icky hanging out with Henry. Uh, he's getting Henry to go through the entire back catalog of Metabots. Uh, and they can't find, even in, in, you know, old back issues, they cannot find the mystery Metabot. Um, Metabee thinks that he's a factory reject. Um, and, uh, you know, Arika starts getting on Metabee's case for being jealous. Uh, Metabee storms out saying he's not jealous. He just wants his power. Uh, and, uh, you know, Henry uh, starts to intently watch this video as he has some sort of epiphany. Uh, and yeah, it seems like a, a mystery of the Metabot is continuing to get, uh, even, even crazier. Who knows what's going on? I just love Erica here being like... She's asking questions at first, and then as soon as Metabee starts, like, getting real pissy, she just lays it on. She's like, oh, are you <laughs> jealous? And she's like, time to stir up some shit for my own personal amusement. Uh, we uh, we actually get a different relationship between Metabee and uh, the mystery Metabot and the sub. Um, he's not outright hostile, uh, which is a really weird departure, uh, how different the emotions are between the sub and the dub. But he's more, um, he's like, you guys never pay attention to me when I do stuff. Uh, and But he doesn't talk that much. They'll, he's quiet far more often than he is in the dub. And eventually he'll say something towards the end of the scene. Um, and then he'll go, he's not that cool. I'm just as cool as he is. You know, I don't listen to Icky. I basically don't have a master. But it's not like, <laughs> he doesn't call him junk or a junk bot or a junk a rot. Or, or any of these other names. Or me- Meta Hobo, I think, is the big one he uses a lot. <laughs> uh, he doesn't give him any of those names. Um, but Arika does say, she goes, it's okay to be jealous. It's your human-like character that I like about you. So which it's he really gets... sweet, actually. It's real nice. But Meta B yeah. just gets really mad and spins on his stool in anger instead, which <laughs> I, I love. I'm going to gift that, don't you worry, of him just being real mad and pouty and just spinning on a stool. Please do. I need that as a reaction gif. Like, I need this in my life. In my arsenal. <laughs> uh, but uh, I do really like... Uh, I do like that, like, Metabee has a point here. Because, like, much earlier in the episode, in the first scene, basically, er- there's a bit where Erica says, like, a Metabot without a Metafighter? Is that possible? And I'm like, Erika, Metabee was just in a tournament. He got to the final. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not that impressive no i mean it's probably unheard of because it's an expensive robot and no one just lets that walk away yeah unless I mean, they were in a car crash somebody <laughs> good point i mean conceivably somebody had to put the metal in him and you know uh icky won't leave meta be alone uh be- after he put the metal on him so it does it does beg the question what happened to whoever put this metal in in the mystery metabot We'll probably Could it have been a car know. crash? Could it have been a murder? Um, maybe maybe uh, this is why a certain Phantom Renegade is constantly searching for rare metals. It's to find his long-lost friend. Who knows? Oh, all right. I like it. Uh, but yeah, we cut to Samantha and the Screws, uh, who are uh, talking about the Rubber Robo's new scheme. They've pretty much come down to it that it has to be them because they're so weird. Nobody else could be doing it. Um, and they all agree that they're going to put the screws to them. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, it's stop them good. from, you know, uh, uh, doing anything. They do, uh, Samantha does note that only an idiot would let them do that to their house. And, uh, you know, Spike heads off to go home, uh, lets out a scream. They run around only to find out that Spike's house has been renovated. And then they quickly also find out that both of their homes have been renovated as well. Uh, you know, um, uh, Samantha has a Tengu house, which she calls Pinocchio. Uh, uh, we, I can't tell what, um... Oh, God, what's the third guy's name that I always forget? Sloan. Sloan. Yeah, Sloan. Slo- I can't tell if Sloan's house is... They call it a ukulele, but I feel like it's supposed to be something else. I think it's a big uh, it does fan. does have kind of a guitar shape, but... Yeah, oh, yeah, one, yeah, it would be a fan, yeah. Now, um, the so in the dub, you know, they're kind of laughing about, you know, who could be stupid about it. And then they said something else and briefly moved past it, and then we find Spike screaming. In the dub, this is where the comedy happens. Spike, uh, Spike <laughs> says, only a real dumb dumb would be tricked by those idiots. And they all laugh about it. And then uh, Sam says, we laugh about it. And then we find out one of our houses is rebuilt by them. And then Sloan laughs going, I totally see that happening. <laughs> and then they laugh about <laughs> it. And then Spike, you know, runs off. And then, then it happens. And that's, it is so rare. The sub gets a joke that the dub just completely whiffs on. I think we, it happened once so far already. But it's this, great. this might just be the funniest episode of the sub so far. <laughs> it might be, yeah. Like, I love it. That's just, that's just a really good like so like I love I love them being not just idiots but like self aware idiots. They're the heroes of the show. Absolutely. You know, we didn't see them for the first twelve minutes of this episode, and that is too long for us not to see them. That's twelve <laughs> minutes spent asking where are the screws. Um. Also, when uh, Sam imagines the Robo Robo Gang. They see an animation of them building a house that pays special attention to all of the butts of the Robo Robo Gang, which is, it's so good. It's such a good little, like, two second clip. Listen, that neoprene's flattering. Nothing like good a on all spandex bodysuit to really, yeah, gotta bring that booty out. <laughs> Can't build a house without booty. The first qualification to be part of the, neo- tr- the neoprene home fixing team is the booty. The second qualification is carpentry. <laughs> Priorities in order. Yeah. There's, well, there's also just this amazing Samantha face that they, like, the show just lingers on for, like, four seconds. <laughs> just this incredible <laughs> face. It's, uh, it's beautiful. Uh, she looks blazed out of her mind. Uh. <laughs> she called it. She called it. That is the face of someone who knew, knew they were a stereotype. Uh, the TV report is, uh, coming up next. And we see, you know, a, a news reporter reporting about all these weird houses. And in the sub, he calls them a serial house rebuilder, which is just a really good phrase. We should call more <laughs> things serial besides kill or, and uh, breakfast. But uh, we see a uh, little Buddha head. We see an Easter Island statue. Uh, yeah. We see uh, some spaceships and the like. Like These uh, guys have a lot some, of yeah. creativity. Yeah. Uh, we see some what they call ice cream in the dub, but I think are supposed to be... Uh, are they called? Is it called a dongo in Japanese? Like the, the three different colored like... Uh, dessert balls on a stick thing. Um, I think it's just Dongo. Okay. And then Odongo is like um, no, they hate a smoke. specific type. They hate smoke. <laughs> uh, they don't call him anything in the sub, by the way. I don't know what the Buddha guy is complaining about. His house looks amazing. Yeah, all these houses look <laughs> yeah. great. Having a cool house is so cool. If We are slaves to the, the square and rectangle here in, our, in in the real world. If you could tell me I could have a cool round house... Uh, like something out of Roly Polioli, 100% down any day of the week. And it could happen in 10 minutes while I'm standing there? 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I get to see a robot blow up my house first. Like, <laughs> this is a dream come true in almost every way. Yeah. They don't even seem to take payment for it. I no, mean, it's the best. The Robo Robo Gang, they aren't the villains. They're just a misguided hero group. The only thing, the only thing making them slightly worse than Team Rocket is the Robo Robo Gang does not wear crop tops. They get crop tops, they're automatically top of the heap. I will say it until this series is over. Give them crop tops, they're the heroes. Well, uh, Icky's mom does see this report and uh, immediately wants to get a, a Rubber Robo house Reno. Um, and uh, Icky thinks that he's, or she's totally weird for it. Um, but, you know, she's thinking about, you know, getting it turned into a, like, a nice flower or something. Um, she's the one uh, smart me- adult in this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Arika uh, has, uh, you know, uh, comes in uh, and, you know, much like these ice cream houses, she is here to serve some scoops. Uh, they are going off to figure out, uh, you know, where uh, the mystery Metabot is. Uh, trying to track him down, trying to trying to get some, some footage of him, figure out what's going on. Um, and as they, uh, uh, oh no, wait, she's going to go figure out like what this, the, what's going on with all of the, the house renovations and that kind of stuff. Uh, Meta B sees something, uh, in the kind of, uh, shadows and the alleyways as they go and wanders off on his own. Um, uh, and we find that the, uh, the mystery Metabot is hanging out on, on, you know, uh, uh, watching some trains go, go by. That's just what he likes to do, I guess. Cool guy so will give his name out though. Cool guy pose. He's just leaning back. Cool guy pose. Uh, and in the uh, in the sub, Metabee stomps up to him and goes, "What are you doing here?" And he goes, "Well, I was watching the clouds go by." <laughs> Which is really good and passive aggressive. So Metabee immediately goes, "Stop being so cool and tell me your name." I never say my name to others. That's just how I am. And then the trains go by. But he literally goes, "Stops being so cool and just talk to me." Oh, real good. I'm telling you, Metabee's in love. Uh, he just wants to know what his what his crush's name is. <laughs> I mean, uh, for some meta commentary here, Meta B is a uh, beetle. Uh, this other guy's a beetle. They are the stereotypical fighting beetles. They are attracted to each other to battle, sure. Yeah. But what's battle but love? But wrong, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're they're gonna they're gonna quote unquote wrestle. Uh, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna get real close and oily and, uh, it's love. I'm telling you, uh, this is my ship for the show. Um, and, uh, yeah, welcome to, welcome to MetaWatch. Uh, the, the, uh, mystery MetaBot MetaBee shipping show now, I guess. <laughs> Listen, the love is a battlefield and the pair of them don't, like, both of them have a, a really important thing in common. They don't need no stinking humans. They're strong, independent metabots who are striking out on their own. (laughs) Love is a battlefield, and there's Mr. Referee. (laughs) I think think it's in the dub here. uh, It might be a little later, where the mystery metabot, the way that he refuses to give his name is that he says that, like, no, because it's the only thing I have, or something to that effect. And that's, I think, my favorite way of him refusing, because that's a way of, like, Hey, I don't have many worldly belongings, but I do have this one way to um, enforce power over others, and that's by keeping my name to myself. It is ac- <laughs> it is my possession that I keep to myself, and that I don't share to others. It's very good and very sad, which I which I love. But he's also ignoring the fact he wears a fucking cloak all the time. You, dude, that doesn't come standard. You're wearing a cloak. 
You got a blanket, you got a pillow, you got an umbrella if you hold it over your head. Yeah. Nice poncho. Yeah. Well, it does disappear for the next episode, so potentially he hasn't noticed it. It just, like, drifted onto him one day, and he's just kind of walking around and not realizing it's there. <laughs> the monsoon well, blew he, some he, garbage he, on he him. He put it on, yeah. Yeah, he put it on for the monsoon because it was raining so much, and then it cleared up. So he was like, oh, I'm going to put this away in my, uh, you know, trash can trunk or whatever he uses. And, uh, yeah, now he's just, he's enjoying the nice uh, airy summer breezes. You know, it's a good time. Um, now, if it helps. the uh, yeah. the rubber... Uh, I was going to say, uh, if it helps about yeah, the uh, the Metabot, um, this is episode 12 in the sub, and the next episode is episode 17, and last episode was episode <laughs> 8. So, we are missing a few bits of information here and there. Oh, no, I think I think uh, whatever information are in those episodes uh, clearly can wait until season 2, where they are, uh, where they are intended to be watched. <laughs> if he has a cloak in season 2, we know why. <laughs> yeah, the the dub writers realized that there was a there was a mistake in the timeline, and they fixed it for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, much like how the rubber robo gang shows up at Icky's house to fix it to fix that, uh, and uh, Icky's mom immediately asks for their catalog and just starts thumbing through it. Um, and meanwhile at school, Icky's looking for Metabi because he doesn't know where he went, and gets a call to go to the office where it's his mom has called the school to tell Icky that they're getting a tulip house. Uh, she's a hero and, and a saint yeah uh he yells about it and uh, she says oh we could always do another another flower like sunflowers they're yellow just like meta bee which he's still upset about at which point she offers how about something fun like a clown head house uh and icky hangs up on her and runs home to stop her uh um in the sub it makes it sound a lot more like icky really likes sunflowers which i like i i just like the fact that this this Little boy's got a favorite flower, and his mom, his mom knows about it. It's real good. It's real sweet. Yeah, like Mrs. Tenrio <laughs> is just trying to make her kid happy, and she's like, "Oh, free renovation of my house, and you have a catalog, and I can pick the one I want." Fucking what? score. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like she, she's just trying to be a good mom. I would do it. Yeah, the fact that they have a catalog, I'd accept it if they just did it at random. But the fact that they have a catalog and they are willing, like, you just go through your pick. We'll spend the next hour hanging out. Sure. Do you have any questions? Like, that's really cool. <laughs> it is ludicrous that nobody has thought to ask for the catalog up until this point, it seems like. <laughs> it's just proof that Mrs. Tenrio is, she is one of my, uh, she's, I'm, I'm saying that she's one of the best characters uh, in this episode because she's the only one who asked for the catalog. But I do genuinely yeah. believe that she is one of the most fun and, like, better characters in the entire show. No. Uh, uh, yeah, I definitely think she's, like, in the top ten of anime moms to ever exist. Uh, so uh, She's a flavor of anime mom we rarely get. <laughs> let me stop you here, real quick. So, uh, she's uh, slender, she's clever, she has hair parted in the middle. Now, who else does that sound like? That's right, Phantom Thief Retort. Oh, now, the hair, color hair is different. isn't black. <laughs> yeah, but we only see Phantom Thief Retort at night in the shadow. And, you know, the mask might have a wig on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the wig. The wigs are a thing. Yeah. Or spray paint. You spray paint? I, I don't know. The point is, we have another contender. She's clearly one of the smartest characters on the show. Smart enough to be the Phantom Teeth for Thor. Yeah. And. I was hoisted by my own petards. <laughs> and. <coughs> who would know Icky's name better than Icky's mom? Yeah? Yeah? 
this is, you know, this is just coming all together with my multiple Phantom Thieves theory. Uh, and it would make sense for, for Icky's mom and dad to be a husband and wife uh, metal stealing team. That just, is the know. fucking dream. A, a masked thief <laughs> team, husband and wife. If I could ever yeah. aspire to be that, like, oh my God, are you kidding me? That's romance. Repelling yeah, down, stealing shit like. from a museum. Yes, absolutely, yes. And this is why Iki doesn't suspect a thing, because sometimes his mom's home and sometimes his dad's home. But the Phantom Thief retort keeps stealing shit regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Well, keep an eye out next uh, Phantom Thief episode. <laughs> Yeah, who knows when that's going to happen. Uh, anyways, so uh, we cut over to the mystery Metabot, and, uh, uh, you know, Metabi, you're still hanging out. They're looking at some insects. Uh, uh, mystery Metabot uh, lays down some, some deep philosophical stuff about how the insect world is just a miniature version of their own, and how watching ants brings him peace because it's like watching them build their own little perfect civilization. Um, and, uh, you know, Metabi gets fed up and challenges him to a fight to learn his name because he said, He's, he, he's going to meta be bop him. Um, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. the mystery Metabot instead completely diffuses the situation and just tells meta B that his name is Rakusho uh, and then heads off saying that there's more to life than winning row battles, uh, which this is I, I like I like this little exchange. I think yeah. this is this is good. I really like this. <laughs> uh, we get a slightly different flavor over in the sub. Um and again, I, I think the distinction between the two is important. Um, so Medibi, you know, comes, you know, ask you one more time, what's your name? And he goes, hey, look at the ground. And then we see ants eating a moth, which is like super gross. And he goes, it's beautiful, yeah. isn't it? No, no, it's not beautiful. It's pretty gross. And he goes, you know, <laughs> I like bugs. They're a marvel in engineering and they can't lie. My heart is at peace when I look at bugs. So he just, he likes how they work physically and they can't lie to people, which Shows he's got a lot of hurt tied up inside of him, which is really nice. Metabee ex Rakusho fix it fic. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's Oh, where they where they eat a giant moth metabot together? <laughs> I'm Ooh. just saying, Raku this version of Rakusho clearly has like some hang ups about people lying to him. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the only thing that line could could mean, yeah. right? Like he's got some hang ups yeah. about people lying to him. He's <laughs> so abandoned, like, he's lonely. And he, he's used to people lying to him. Like, this is a sad little boy. Someone hug he this boy. He needs a metabot. He needs he a metabot needs... with a tough shell and a, a fighting spirit to open up the shell around his heart. And, and let him learn to love that... and trust again. He needs a yellow, a bright, shining yellow metabot to wrap his laser cannon arms around him and just give him a tight hug. And just, you know, let him, let him cry onto his shoulder. It's gotta happen. I mean, <laughs> we all need that. Uh, also, uh, the the slight he, difference is um, in the sub. He doesn't tell him his name until he, after he walks away, and then they brush shoulders. Well, yeah, and then they say, "Yeah, oh. my name is Rukusha," which is he next thing you're gonna tell it. me that there's only one bed. He only whispers it, and then uh, he goes, "Winning battles is not the only thing a metabot is good for." To which Metabi goes, "What?" <laughs> which is real good. <laughs> Um, Henry does overhear all of the all of this and uh, is now now thinking that Rakusho has a rare metal inside of him to be so intelligent. Um, and also, Icky runs by to grab Metabi to go stop the uh, the Rubber Robo Gang. Um, I guess Icky's back. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, it turns out Icky's mom has just been stalling, reading the catalog over and over again, and the uh, the rubber robos are getting very fed up, and they're about to just force her to pick one at random. Um, just as they're about to, like, you know, start, you know, intimidating her, Icky shows up, they get into a shouting match, and uh, now they're going, he's, you know, challenging them to a match to get them to leave their house alone. Uh, Mr. Referee immediately shows up on the roof of the house and starts throwing rice cakes, uh, to which when asked why he's doing that, he says, that's what we do in Japan when someone's building a house, which I, I guess they just couldn't <laughs> think of a way to localize it in any other way. <laughs> I just really love him being like, you goddamn kids, it's tradition, come on. It's really yeah. good. That's almost exactly what happens in the uh, the sub, believe it or not, right? Um, except he just, I mean, they call him mochi. Other than that, he's like, yeah, this, you this is what we do. You, you throw these before you eat them and before you build a house. <laughs> um, uh, Icky's mom is still reading the catalog the entire time while this battle is going on in front of her between uh, 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 Foxuno and Metabi. Uh, Icky's trying his hardest to find Foxuno, Foxuno's weakness, but he's got really thick armor. He's got this weird electric attack that he does and a couple of arm blades. Uh, and uh, just as Metabi blocks one of them with his arm, Rokushio shows up figures out the weakness, and when uh, Metabi catches the other set of arm blades with his other arm, Rakushio uh, yells at him to uh, use his missiles because he's, uh, you know, Raku- uh, Foxuno is wide open, which Metabi realizes, yes, I am currently, like, keeping both of his arms out away from him, and then just fucking, you know, uh, 360 no-scotes him with some, you know, missiles right in his own goddamn face, and uh, takes Foxuno out. Um, and uh, completely ends the uh, Rubber Robo Gang's plan to build an evil theme park. Um, yeah, completely ends their evil plan of re- rebuilding an entire entire town to code. Yeah, for free. At, you yeah, know, af- after a natural disaster too. Yeah, yeah, that that'll show them for helping out the community <laughs> with, admittedly, artistic license. But ooh. let's not forget that the real winner of this fight is Rakusho because he also takes the uh, he also takes the time to just completely dumpster Metabi. <laughs> Doesn't happen in the <laughs> sub, which is really good. Uh, he pops up. Mr. F goes, who are you? He goes, you know, I'm you're not I'm not anybody worth remembering. And Mr. F goes, oh, OK. And then he's just quiet until he goes, oh, hey, uh, his weakness is his head. <laughs> His weakness yeah. is a point blank rocket to the face. Which yeah, to it be turns fair, out yeah, it turns out much like humans, uh, it seems as a species we're weak to gun. Uh. <laughs> um, a- after the fight, he goes, "Hey, thank you for showing me a good fight." To which Metabi goes, "You hate fighting." He goes, "Yeah, but I can't ignore people in trouble. Be it a small dog or a metabot." And then he whips his cloak around him and zooms off into the daytime. And Metabi goes, "He called me a dog," which no, he didn't. <laughs> He says he can't ignore a small dog or a metabot. Remember how he rescued a dog the first time he saw you? He's calling back to yeah. that. <laughs> and then we see him again, and he's cool guy posing again. Standing yeah. on top of a he pole. He loves the cool guy pose. Yeah. That is a little kinder than the English version, where he spe- he specifically states a losing metabot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> None of this animosity is between the two of them in the sub. It is straight up just a slow burn. It's just the romance, <laughs> the slow burn, and the vulnerability. We Listen, love to see this it. This is a slow burn fic either way. It just depends on whether or not it's going to be friends to lovers or enemies to lovers. We're getting one of the two. It's going to happen. <laughs> Welcome to MetaWatch, the world's first slow burn Metabots podcast.
Um, but yeah, uh, we also well, see we already Icky... are at 52 minutes. Uh... <laughs> hey, slow burn, baby. Uh, Icky won the arm, which gives him reckless grappling, which leads oh, yeah, into the uh, slow burn stuff here. Uh, in the dub, it's just sword. <laughs> reckless it, grappling. It's a pair of Vega swords. It's great. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I've got the Vega arm now. Oh, it's reckless <laughs> grappling. And I love it. That's, that's such a good term. Um, now, Mitch, uh, I want to know, are you sitting down right now? Almost always, yes. Good, because I, uh, I don't want you to, like, if you faint or anything about what I'm about to say, I, I, you know, I just want to make sure that you're safe. Like, do you have a glass of water nearby? Maybe a little, like, a little, little sugar soda or something? I just want to make sure that when I say the next three words to you, you're going to be prepared and okay. I have my smelling salts. Okay. Uh, the next episode is called Phantom Renegade Unmasked. <laughs> We're finally getting to the bottom of this mystery. It's two mysteries in a row tonight. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, luckily, whew, luckily in the sub, it's retort in a pinch, which is a lot more lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just I'll just focus on the sub this episode and I'll I'll get through it. Um, so we cut to the Metabot Museum, a museum of Metabots, uh, and as we kind of slink through it with a camera with the lights off of this, uh, this currently unattended Metabots Museum, we get a, a long monologue from the the Phantom Renegade about how he used to visit it, uh, when he was a kid, uh, and now he visits after hours, but his taste in souvenirs have become more refined. Um, he uses a crazy lockpicking tool, uh, you know, uh, to uh to get in and then uh finds this old rusty crusty uh rare metal with little pieces uh broken off of it uh and as he's admiring it uh an alarm goes off he jumps through a window he's chased by half a, half a dozen guards but hides in an alleyway uh and they're you know all uh all kind of like look him over until he is caught with the sounds of a clicking camera by Seamus McRagan uh who claims that he is here to unmask him uh reveals his metabot uh multicolor a chameleon um, who uh, accidentally attacks Seamus instead of uh, the Phantom Thief, and uh, you know, uh, uh, it manages to uh, uh, you know escape. It, it's such. So the Phantom Thief, uh, Retort, Renegade, whatever you want to call him, always, always a super cool thief. Like he's got the gear, he's got the know-how, he's got the finesse. Uh, <laughs> real, real good. Um, in the sub. He's got a leg up on the dub where he doesn't talk at all in the sub. He, he'll he smirk and go, hey, every now and then. That's it. None of that's, this. That's not. I've seen a heist movie. Uh, <laughs> the thieves clearly are talking the entire time. I, the, you the, need those monologues. Yeah, you, you, need a, you need a quippy little monologue. You need a little dry wit in there. And that's how you know that there are real phantom thieves. <laughs> now, in the, in the sub, when he does eventually talk, he sounds almost like... Um, uh, you know, he kind of sounds like Henry with a lower voice. That can't be right. Uh, but like, he doesn't sound like he's got a straight up like Optimus Prime mask over his face as he's delivering <laughs> witty one-liners one after the other. So he sounds like he's dad is what you're saying. Uh, you know, it fits. Um, when he ducks into the alleyway, we see a bunch of, uh, boxes and I could have sworn he was going to solid snake behind those boxes. <laughs> I could have sworn that's what was happening. Um. We don't get the photographer's name in the dub quite yet. We get it later. Uh, we we okay. do get seven colors, the CMO type chameleon, and he's just fucking Joker laughing the entire time. <laughs> and it's so good. He Joker laughs 
until the next time we see him. <laughs> and it's it's a real good bit. And I love it. Listen, we live in a chameleon. Um, it's, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, um, uh, Roku Show, uh, here's... Wait, hold on, uh, hold on yeah. one minute. We, we cannot go forward without acknowledging that Seamus McReady appears from nowhere from behind a goddamn ninja tarp. Oh yeah. Oh yes, that's true. Well, you know, he's got a he's got a chameleon metabot. So he we you know, he clearly has access to uh, you know, invisibility technology, which is just rampantly available to anyone in this universe. I, <laughs> he has been standing in this alley holding up a tarp the color of the brick wall, and then he just drops it and he's got his camera at the ready and I'm like, "Damn." No, no, no. Damn. Oh, no hold on, hold on. He takes a picture and then drops the tarp. You know, he's... He, he's taking a yeah, picture of the backside right. of the tarp first. Don't forget that part. <laughs> That's the best part. It's a one-way tarp, you know. <laughs> yeah, it only works in one direction. Uh, in the back streets. <laughs> no, no, I get it. I'm not... No, all right. So, uh, Rukusho is cool guy posing and staring at the water, okay? We'll just go yeah. there. Uh yeah, he hears Seamus shout uh, that the Phantom Thief is escaping. So, uh, of course, Rukushu, uh, 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 Rukushu, uh comes down to, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, stop him. Um, uh, Seamus does get some pictures of him thinking that he's the Phantom Renegade's robot. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, PR, uh, the uh, Phantom Renegade tries to escape. Uh, after, you know, having a run-in with, uh, uh, Rikoshu and saying, like, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll get your, uh, your, your rare metal again, as he always likes to tell all of these metabots that he knows have rare metals, uh, just, you know, he proceeds to say, well, I'll leave you for later, uh, for some reason or another, um, but as he's escaping with his balloon, uh, his head <laughs> hits a girder and his mask <laughs> comes off, to which, uh, Seamus, uh, grabs thinking apparently that he had a clown mask for a face and is just surprised that he was wearing a mask instead of that being his real face. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, well, you know, some obviously we don't get that clown joke in the sub, but oh, just the the face slamming to the girder at that speed is always going to be good. It's a it's a real good bit of physical comedy in this episode and uh yeah. But also like just to, to focus a bit on, so we've got Rakusho, and last episode was all about how lonely he was, and how, like, in, he values his independence, and, his, and like, keeping his names and things, and then this guy shows up, and he's like, yo, I'm going to steal your soul. <laughs> Just saying. Not yeah. tonight, but someday. Yeah. I'm gonna take the thing that is your mind and tear it out of your body. Alright, ciao, bye. <laughs> Spooky. You think, um... I mean, because I, I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, the Phantom Thief probably interacts with uh, another Metabot with a um, with a, a rare metal a lot. And you think that after, you know, maybe living under the same roof with one for so long, like they'd get a better appreciation for like how important it is to the Metabot. And it's just weird that he's still just like, you know, or or she, he or she, them is uh just you know all about still stealing this this rare metal it's it's crazy it's wild perhaps this is why we never see Icky's parents like do much they interact with metabi but it's a very like distant interaction you know maybe That's they're true like the, an arm's length yeah. the most we get is you know uh uh you know Icky's mom telling him to take the trash out or or that kind of thing so uh, but yeah, we cut to the next day. Uh, Henry, inexplicably, I'm sure this is a red herring, has a bandage on his forehead. 
Well, what do you mean? He cut his he cut himself shaving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He they go back, they uh, go back he cut to himself shaving. Uh, is, which they say is, it multiple yeah. times throughout the episode. Yeah, he cut himself shaving. Yeah, uh, you know, um, uh, Rika did question him about it. Uh, she's doing. Um, uh, you know, she's she's trying to figure out everything with uh, uh, what's going on with uh, not with the Phantom uh, Renegade, but she's um, she's taking pictures of Henry because she's on the labor beat right now. She's trying to expose the corruption of your small time Seven Eleven employees that are are slinking off on the job and not not doing enough work. The uh, only which not honestly, cool kind thing of fucked up, Erika. Yeah, the yeah. only not cool thing this girl's ever done. Like, which theft goes in the other direction, Erika? Yeah. <laughs> She's um, she's like uh, ten. She doesn't know how the world works yet. You know. That's true. Yeah. I'll cut her some um, slack. And you know, who, who knows? Who knows who's gotten to her and like corrupted her ideology? We don't know who's pay, who's like who owns the paper that she works at. You know, it it, it could be the principal is a big fat cat union buster. Uh, we'll never know. I, uh, um, I we've met the principal. Uh, he seems cooler than principal that. Principal just wants to be cool. Yeah. Although I I mean. <laughs> Yeah, he could be a you know fat cat union buster and also try to be cool, but I don't think he yeah, succeed we as well yeah. as he does. At no point did Coach bit. bring up a teacher's union. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> mm. oh. Anyways, uh, Icky shows up too. He also has a bandaid on his forehead, um, but it turns out that he slipped on soap in the bathroom because he thought the bathtub was a toilet. One to one, which Meta B reveals to everybody and cannot stop laughing about. So it's this is good. probably the first time where Meta B gets to laugh at Icky's expense, and it is nice. <laughs> oh, it's real good. He slips on soap, which means he didn't clean up the soap after he took his bath before bed. Yeah, this is just him getting hoisted by his own actions and his own past actions. And the last episode, we heard uh, how messy he was with this stuff. We and uh, a couple other episodes, we've heard. Icky's messy. The boy just keeps running into his own problems over and over again. And it's it's beautiful. He's a I small l- idiot of a boy. It's okay. <laughs> now, um, uh, I'm going to edit a clip of this. Uh, remind me to edit a clip of this, of uh, Icky slipping on the soap and just busting his head on the, the, uh, the tub. <laughs> and then yeah. editing in, you died over it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hold me to it. I have plans I for it. Um, Please and thank you. We then see that Seamus is uh, snooping through the neighborhood, taking pictures everywhere, uh, trying to find the Phantom Renegade. Uh, 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 Multicolor asks him why they're they're taking so many pictures, and it's because this is the same neighborhood where the the uh, uh, the Phantom Renegade escaped into. Uh, so he's hoping to find him. Uh, he does see Icky with the Band-Aid on his forehead and immediately thinks that Icky is the Phantom Renegade. Mm-hmm. We also find out that the paper that he works for is the National Intruder, which uh, Arika calls out as a tabloid. So they, she says, they'll print anything. They'll take real stories like Bigfoot and then blow them totally out of before, out of proportion, like Bigfoot married Loch Ness Monster. Uh, I was laughing so hard I needed to pause at this at this goof. Yeah, uh, it is which Medivy does chime in with. I thought Yeti was more Bigfoot's type, which I agree. Yeah, real good. Um, I am. I'm a real Bigfoot fan. Um, <laughs> I have a Bigfoot air freshener in the car. Uh, like I'm a big fan of the guy. He he does good work. And um, the lines they take real stories like Bigfoot is so perfect. It's worth watching Metabots alone just for that. Like, no joke. <laughs> if you had told me that a character in the show says that, I probably would have watched the show no matter what. 
Uh, also, I, I really sub, think this shows get, uh, um, Metabee's predilications because you know, he thinks that the best the best match is uh, Bigfoot and Yeti, who are both too big ape men. And you know, um, uh, Metabee and uh, Rakusho are both beetle types, just like how Yeti and Bigfoot are both ape types. So I'm just saying, you know, well, there's precedence. You, you know, hold we're, on, we're getting we're hold getting, on because yeah. uh, <laughs> Bigfoot usually more emotional. Uh, the reclusive Yeti. Usually white colored. You're 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 go- you're onto something here. Oh, so you mean maybe we're gonna pair up an an emotional, uh, more earth toned uh, person with a more reclusive, uh, lighter toned person? Oh, that kid, oh, oh boy. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, it it, it could go somewhere. We'll see. Point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not even subtext anymore. It's the show telling us this. Uh. Um. Okay, so uh, the journalist hands uh, Arika his card here, and his name is Free Writer, or Free Writer, or Freelance <laughs> Journalist. <laughs> and as funny as Seamus Merrigan is, uh, Free Writer is so good. And she immediately goes, oh, so you're fake news. She calls him fake <laughs> news. Oh, man. Uh very prescient unless this was recently translated oh no in for, no no, no. For these sons. are the same people uh, who say oh no's don't forget okay yeah all right valid uh <laughs> i guarantee that as far as for the um uh for the dub they couldn't figure out a way to make the joke work uh and so they just pulled a character actor and they're like hey can you wait what do you think is going to make this funny and the character act- actor was just like well i can do an irish accent and here we are <laughs> Whole- <laughs> they're like look you normally when you act you put it at like a 10 and that's your that's your gimmick we want a 14 oh yeah. hold on here hold on here i might be Can onto you something give us a 35 <laughs> hold on i uh i might be blowing this wide open here guys i am so sorry i'm actually on my phone during this i had to double check yeah all right metabots directly inspired michael myers to do shrek what <laughs> i mean Ex- i mean okay when I say directly, I mean it'd be cool if, <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, if you could give me categorical evidence of this, if you could give me an interview, I would, I would shit my pants right now. That would be so hilarious. Oh, that'd be gross. I, I mean, don't want that to happen. It's just text. The timeline fits. I'm not seeing any evidence against it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> which is perfect uh, the big thing I would for say the episode is of Tabloid Writers. Scottish. Uh, okay. Seamus is clearly Irish, and uh, you know Shrek, Shrek, Michael Myers Shrek is Scottish. That's the that's the only problem I see with this theory. Not the same thing. <laughs> Michael Austin Powers Myers might have some problem with some different nationality sounding similar. Okay, is just just go with it. <laughs> uh, so um... <laughs> can't say I'm wrong. the The possibility oh. is real. And we'll hang over your podcast hey, for the rest of the You know what? Hold on here. Hold on. Look at Metabee's head. Look at Shrek's head. So, Arika <laughs> goes to chase down the Phantom Renegade. Uh, we do get a, a fun shot of um, Metabee sleeping. It's nighttime. Metabee and Ikir are sleeping. Uh, and uh, as uh, Seamus has been kind of very creepily sneaking around taking photos of, of him for the past, like, day or two uh sends multicolor in to take photos of icky while he's asleep to try and see like get evidence of the bruise on his forehead um but uh icky sleep commands metabee to shoot uh his laser cannons which metabee then sits up and 
basically just fucking destroys multicolor in the middle of the night without even realizing he's awake. Um, and uh, chases him off. Uh, we get this uh, nice little funny scene the next day of multicolor escaping and uh, Seamus having taped his eyes open and is just chugging espresso. Um, and uh, that's 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 great. That's fun. Uh, great to know that a grown man can send a, a metabot in to take uh, surreptitious photos of an eight-year-old or whatever. Oh, we, we love this society. It's definitely a libertarian hell zone. Um, hey, hey, that's why you give every kid a gun. That reacts to sleeping yeah. commands at will. I do like that. <laughs> no matter what. Icky, like, Icky is sleepwalk is a sleep row battling, and so is Metabi. So when he hears the command, he's like, yeah, sure, shooting away, whatever. Yeah. So twice <laughs> in an episode, we see Icky walking around and Icky talking in his sleep. Like, this kid is too dangerous to have a gun that's remote controlled by his voice. Maybe Listen, that's why um, his mom kept saying no. All right? She's the phantom thief, and she's right. Or... This is just, this is world building. This is the nature of this universe that, um, you know, there are no regulations. It's totally okay for a child to have a gun-laden robot and be able to command them in their sleep without any kind of, like, you know, uh, safeguards or programming to make sure they can't accept, uh, you know, commands while while both parties are inactive. You know, it's just, it, it reeks of not having any government oversight into this entire industry is what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, listen, the only person who got hurt here was the intruder. <laughs> this you know is what? true. That you reads know. like all the signs that I pass by going next to cornfields by my house. The ones that rhyme for whatever reason and just tell a short little story of a robber sneaking in and getting shot by a farmer. And I don't like that. I don't like things making me think of cornfield signs. They're creepy and weird. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of stand your ground laws. Uh, they're actually very bad. Um... Oh, man. We do cut to the next day. Uh, Henry runs into Erika and Brass, who are doing some electronic news gathering on the bridge where uh, the Phantom Renegade appeared. Um, uh, Just trying to get to the bottom of that. Um, Henry doesn't think that they'll see uh, Phantom Renegade that day. Um, And uh, then they see that Seamus is running down next to the river uh, in a Phantom Renegade getup, wearing the Phantom Renegade mask, and him rip his pants open. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> classic uh and Erika totally buys it and uh gets a picture and prints it in the paper uh icky and henry are both scandalized because the paper is you know henry seems really upset that his hero the phantom thief is being you know has is running around with his pants ripping open um and icky is worried because in the in the other paper everyone's assuming that he is the uh uh that he is the the phantom renegade and he's out here uh doing crimes and so they they're both getting into trouble with people assuming that they're well henry's not in no one's assuming anything about henry he's just but a simple shop owner but everyone's thinking that icky is up to no good and uh dangerous and uh they're trying to avoid him i mean they're right <laughs> he shoots he shoots uh, people in his sleep how much more dangerous can you get listen you yes uh, icky is a menace this is a this is a proven fact of the show but it is a little <laughs> surprising that like the like the the immediate surrounding is just like oh literally everybody in a fifty yard radius has read this paper already. Yeah, here's twenty second century. Prince isn't dead. I love it. That's I, the real Icky fantasy. Wouldn't need. 
Here's the thing. Icky wouldn't need to have a metabot with laser cannons if this world stopped old men from walking, from stalking eight-year-old children and taking photos of them. <laughs> All right. That is a recurring problem in this universe. I agree. Yeah. Um, so in the sub, um, we, we get also, this little... Also, I, I do want to point out this... Oh, I want to point out real quick. The newspaper is the most atrociously photoshopped thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, it's real bad. Yeah. Uh, and so we, we do get this little montage of... Um, the uh, faux phantom thief uh, doing some crimes, um, like stealing a bunch of free samples or his most egregious crime, which was reading manga without paying for it while eating snacks. Um, <laughs> Ooh, that fiend. But uh, so the paper, next thing you know, he'll be he'll be hanging out in the uh, the manga aisle of Barnes and Noble. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, are you really going to be reading that? You know, you actually should be reading Naruto. It's a much better comic than than that. That's one's for girls. <laughs> my job was to kick that guy out of the store it was great i loved it uh anyway uh so henry's reading um the paper and it says retort shows his butt that's just the headline and that's that's a very good headline not yeah. the phantom thief disrobe not uh embarrassing compromised position for a great thief just retort shows his butt which i love you love to see it uh, and then uh Icky's is just young suspect soon to be arrested <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, and then, uh, the other paper says the mysterious thief wears strawberry underwear. And that is when <laughs> Henry gets real mad for some reason. Yeah. Well, uh, Seamus eventually shows up and starts yelling at Icky to confess. Uh, Arika gets mad and, uh, runs off to prove that Icky isn't the phantom renegade and drags him off with him. Uh, you know, uh, uh, multicolors and me like, oh, should we chase after them? And uh, Seamus goes, why catch them when we can catch a cab? Uh, we do see that the, uh, the fate, uh, the phantom stalks Seamus to wherever he's, he's going to be doing this ambush as Seamus tries to pull on his phantom renegade costume again. Um, uh, and as Arika and Icky run by a payphone, uh, which is a weird magical <laughs> futuristic payphone, uh, that still exists for some reason, uh, has, ha- does not have any translations on it. It's just covered in Japanese. Uh, it's, it's ringing and, uh, you know, Arika picks it up. Uh, a mysterious voice tells her to, uh, get down to the park, uh, to Lotus Park to get her scoop. And she buys it. She, uh, you know, h- uh, hangs up, uh, and runs off, uh, Basically, you know, everyone's excusing everyone else, uh, and, or, uh, excuse me, everyone's accusing everyone else when they get there, you know, uh, uh, calling each other the Phantom Thief, uh, you know, uh, Seamus is literally in a Phantom Thief costume at this exact moment, though, so, you know, it, it all kinds of, kind of checks out, um, and it all comes down to, you know, the great legal precedent, which really proves how advanced the society this is, they're gonna solve this with trial by combat, uh, they're gonna have a row battle, uh, Mr. Referee swoops out of a tree in a, like a bagworm, and uh, you know it's it's time to get down to business. <laughs> and in, in the sub, Mr. Referee, as he's coming down the tree, goes boyoy, and and that's that's probably my favorite line the man's ever said. And he's got some good yeah. good ones. Uh, we do a get a nice solid yeah. line. Yeah, in the dub, we do get a nice mouth harp. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It it is a little annoying that like there's so many. Um, fat jokes with Seamus. On the other hand, the animation of him trying to get out of the alley, like, just squeezing out uh, when he first, like, shows up in this, uh, on this day is incredible. Oh, yeah. it's so good. When he just pops up. Like, the man is Wario. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the, <laughs> Between this and when he was running the day before, yeah, like, he's, he's, he's just Wario. In, in the dub, he's Wario. 
you might actually like seeing in the sub, um, none of these jokes come through. Uh, so the the entire comedic bit between um, Seven Colors and uh, Furi is, um, so Seven Colors compliments him as uh, being able to like sneak through any hole like a cockroach, at which point uh, he gets hit in the head going, no, 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 you're supposed to say I'm agile. Or he goes, yeah, you know, he has the tenacity to stalk a child. And then he gets hit in the head. He goes, no, 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 you're supposed to say, I will do a, follow a scoop no matter what. So it's just, he's not as flattering as he could be, is the big joke there. I can't believe that I'm about to say this. I never thought the day would come. Uh, this The sub episode is better than the dub episode, finally. Oh, yeah. Like, hands down, honestly. <laughs> well, we don't get the line, they take real stories, like Bigfoot. So That's true. it can't be That's, better. Yeah. It's at least as good. We just need to stick that one line into the sub and then it's perfect. Uh, you know. Actually, I do need to know, does the sub say this one bit that we skipped over uh, from earlier where Erica mentions that she's won multiple journalism awards? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, no, uh, she she kind of goes like that in a couple of the episodes. But right now she just says she's from the school journalism club. Which okay, so two lines to insert into the sub yeah. to make it perfect. Yeah, yes. oh, which uh, I, we, I agree, she should be award winning. She's our little lowest lane, but um, yeah. I do like the, I do kind of like the idea that her idea of being prestigious is she's part of this club, which which is also real cute in a little kid way. Oh man, um, but yeah, uh, really important. We finally get to see Metabi purposely use a new part. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, he he calls Nikki to, to tell him to give the give him a, a, the new arm, and uh, yeah, Icky teleports in um, uh, this crazy big arm that I don't recognize from any of the row battles that have happened so far. Which Dr. is kind of strange. Episode one, yeah, episode one. It's Doctor Bokchoy's arm, but the thing is, Medibi never got this part. Peppercat won this part from Doctor Bokchoy. Uh, Medibi traded it for uh, the. Um, for the missile launchers he got from Black Room in uh, the first episode. Because yes. uh, Spike uh, was yeah. crying so much, he traded the part Spike bought for his metabot that he lost to Black Ram. Um, he traded that for the arm for Dr. Bok Choy. I'm glad you found that, because I was trying to find <laughs> where, like, how... Because I, I, like, I went back through, like, four episodes trying to figure out, like, everything involved with the screws, all the... Like, I was trying to figure out in each meta fight... Like, in each actual battle that he had versus the screws, did he win it in one of those? And that's why but I, I have a Metabots podcast. Forgot. Yeah. So, uh, to make your life a little I easier. I defer to the master. Yeah. The next time that you have this question, you just have to go to the end of every episode because they do a recap of whatever parts changed hands in each episode of the but, but, no. See, that's the thing. That's what I did. And that was my mistake. Because, as Mitch mentioned, the part was exchanged was exchanged slash traded it wasn't during a fight. Oh. And that's why it doesn't show up in the end of episode recap. In the end of the first episode's sub-release, they mention on the end title card, in parentheses, the part. <laughs> Listen, that's go. that's we're doing a service here for the public uh, by having this deep-reaching knowledge about metabots. So I bow to the uh, masters. <laughs> the funny part is, in the sub, they don't mention the arm. They just... They're ready to fight. Icky teleports it in. Metabee doesn't react. Icky doesn't react. It's not until uh, uh, Seven Colors turns invisible, and he's like, all right, use your point um, point uh, inspector, point whatever, point radar. Point radar. Yeah, yeah, stabs it to the ground, and then we see why he got this arm. 
but we yeah. don't know whose idea it is. I really like in the dub, it is Meta B's idea. Yeah. Like, that's a really neat, cool thing that Metabots does here. And, and it and, really shows yeah. how well they're working together now, too. Uh, they're a real team. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> uh, also, this is just like the, like, you know, immediately they're like, all right, cool. We know this, the, we know Multicolor is going to turn invisible. Like, we're going to use this radar mm-hmm. arm. Uh, and the, the whole radar sequence is kind of cool because you go into Metabee's perspective and you basically, like, kind of see this, this reticle in his eyes pinging around until he locks onto, like, a, shaky barely visible multicolor on top of the uh the playset at the uh the park and then it kind of locks in and then you know he lets off a couple of shots hits multicolor and it's over we're done it's good <laughs> these last two episodes so uh the battle in the last episode took place mostly off screen and this one's a just a quick like he shoots his submachine gun and then horn missiles i think is what happened and then yes. the fight's yeah, over yeah yeah he he shoots him with the the laser cannon, which makes uh hits multicolor, reveals exactly where they are, and then he launches the missiles and finishes it off. See, this is why you need a partner mech to use lock on before you shoot your missiles at it. Yeah, listen, I have finally trained my lancer group to understand how important lock on is. <laughs> Can you please train Mitch to do the same? It's listen. not that I don't know it's important. It's just that I choose not to be helpful. Listen, there's, like, get the panopticon ability. Like, there is a literal talent line that just lets you be able to, like, call lock-on at the beginning of a player's turn. Like, please, lock-on is so important, especially once you get to tier two, because then you're dealing with a bunch of enemies that have, like, automatically start with, like, two accuracy. Uh, We're tier four, and I just choose not to use it. (laughs) See, the thing is, my mech just, like, has a billion things that trigger off of lock-on, so I have to spend half of my turns doing it. God, I can't believe that I'm good. I can't believe that the first, like, hack of Lancer is going to be me turning it into Metabots. (laughs) Oh. Oh my god, yes. Patreon content, baby. Listen, Lancer's a really good mech RPG. You should go look it up. It's great. It's uh, Rules are available for free. Uh, if you pay for it, it's got amazing art. Anyways, so... Uh, and uh, the dev Phantom team Renegade. are super political and support a lot of really good charities with their money. Yes, they are. Yeah, they're, they're great people. Um, uh, and, yeah. Um, also, go check out their uh, one of the, the illustrators' comics, uh, Kill Six Billion Demons. It's also really great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, Phantom Renegade shows up. He gets his mask back when no one's looking. It, basically, this whole thing was a ploy so he could steal the ma- mask back while the fight was going on. And then he escapes in a balloon. Uh, also, Rakusho's just hanging out in a tree and watching. He's a lonely and, boy. Uh, Cut him some yeah. slack. Yeah, they, you know, they, they have a little exchange. And uh, then the Phantom Renegade hits his head on a branch on the way going out. And he, he makes, a jo- uh, makes a comment about how he needs to start wearing a helmet. Um... <laughs> Between hitting his Rikusha head, won't admit it. Between hitting his head going go up, and then him falling down a tree branch, uh, in the mystery episode, he just needs to stop climbing trees. Yeah. Um, and you then anyway, we cut to the next day, or we we cut to later that day, maybe. Uh, and Henry has two band aids, two band aids on his head, one over top of the other. Uh, and Arika tells him he needs, he needs to stop shaving his unibrow, just get it waxed. You know, it's safer that way. I absolutely empathize with Henry here. Like, when you cut yourself shaving, <laughs> if you're not careful the next day, you will absolutely cut yourself in literally the same place. It's the worst. Um, yeah. I've never cut myself bad shaving, but, like, that's uh, that's why I keep one of those um, 
I, I can't even like the the little like white sticks that you can just, like kind of press against your skin and it'll cauterize like a small cut or whatever. Uh, just in case I do get like a little nick or something, but uh, paper? I can't imagine uh, the kind of massive cuts that uh, uh, Henry is getting on his forehead if um, he's having to put band aids those size on him. Well, we haven't seen him. Uh, we haven't seen Henry's father figure. Maybe he. Yeah. Maybe he's like some other people on this uh, on this podcast who have had to learn how to shave from them by themselves and didn't understand that you needed to have like a substance there before you started shaving. Oh god, I'm so lucky that like when I finally started like shaving with something besides an electric razor that uh cuz I I do teach myself too, but like that's when I got into like safety razors, so like I read like a million tutorials on how to do it. Like I I don't know what I would have done without YouTube if I was learning how to shave. <laughs> I got a plastic shaving Just kit when I was five. Lights. <laughs> so I, I pretended to shave for like three years. I don't know. And then the other thing is like, you know, Henry does work at a 24 hour Mart. Um, and it seems like, you know, despite working there and loving Metabots, he doesn't even have enough money to buy his own Metabot. Um, so, you know, it could be that he just has like a, he's, he's got like a really low quality, awful razor, or maybe he's like the, the blades are just, he's reusing them too much. So they're like, I don't know, as dull as like a steel girder or like a tree branch or something. Like it's just, he's got yeah. a seven month old one blade disposable. You know what? That he's still using. You know what's happening? He's shaving in the shower, but since he doesn't, uh, he doesn't have a lot of money, his hot water turns cold real quick and it surprises him every time. Uh, poor guy. That's got to yeah. be what's happening, right? Oh, yeah. You yeah, try yeah. to brace for it, but it always gets you. Which is why you can't shave. You got to shave as soon as you get in. <laughs> poor, poor, poor little Henry. And or it or it could be, you know, maybe he's got like a really small cramped bathroom. And so that when he's when he goes to shave and then he like leans over, maybe he's not doing it in the shower. Maybe he's just doing it in the sink and he goes and he tries to splash his face with water. And then he comes up really quick and just bangs his his uh, his forehead just right on the mirror Ooh. right above you know, uh, that I'm sure you could have like a pretty harsh metal corner on that, that just that take a chunk out of you. You know, we're assuming he lives alone. Maybe this is a Brock situation. He's got like eight little brothers and sisters running around all the time sharing the bathroom with him. And he just keeps cutting himself because he's got a little tot bumping into his elbow. Yeah, you know, they could be throwing Lincoln Logs at him or something, oh. or, uh, you know, maybe a big heavy Lego set. Who knows? Um, uh, so at the end of the episode here, we see uh, Furi, um uh, you know, reading, reading uh, Arika's uh, paper, which reads, Phantom Thief Retort shows again, and the fake retort was a bogus journalist, which is real good. Um, <laughs> and he goes, ah, this girl's our rival, which is really good and really pathetic. I love it. Yeah. I love a grown man saying, this 10-year-old child is my rival because she's better than me. Um, yeah, like, sure, she's award-winning, but she is 10. Yeah. <laughs> She does not have a journalism degree. Um, she she has, you know, she's probably mostly working for free. Uh, you know, she's had some good stories, but, you know, um, it. listen, give her some time, get out in the world, get a little bit more experience, have a little more confidence in yourself, you know. Uh, so uh, the last lines of the show in the sub are perfect and beautiful, and I wouldn't change them. So uh, uh, he starts laughing about how he's going to get even with his rival, and he's just laughing. And then someone nearby goes, that old man is so pathetic, and that's the end of the show. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and it's again this these two sub episodes are are so great comparatively. Um, and I I just this episode in particular, minus that line about Bigfoot missing, like this is this is a great sub episode 
probably yeah. better than the dub, except for that one line. Maybe two if you it's, count the the awards. It's rare, but it's happening. The sub is actually getting pretty good. Uh, and you know the. It is sad that you know it, the, this is a show from you know the the turn of the cent, turn of the millennia, and they have to put a dumb bunch of dumb fat jokes in it. I wish they yeah. wouldn't, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Now the question is: Is this a turning point where like the two uh, the two lines of qualities cross and then go forth in the other direction, <laughs> or is this simply an anomaly on the graph? Uh, we won't know. We won't know until we watch again next week. <laughs> I won't know at all. I'll just forget. Uh, we do I, learn oh. the the arm that uh, Icky wins is called the Invisa arm, which, uh, all right, yeah, okay, it's an invisible arm that turns you invisible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we see a lot of these parts, um, a lot of the parts that Icky wins gives them the superpower of the uh, the Metabot. Uh, last time it gave him, um, it didn't give him the lightning, but it gave him the, uh, the super strong grappling thing, which apparently, looking yeah. it up, uh, Abaragi was supposed yeah. to be good at, which wasn't necessarily the case. This time around, um, <laughs> he wins the power of invisibility with his invisa yeah. arm, which well, an invisible like meta uh, they... sounds real cool. Do that, please. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, you know, when they beat the Gimme Ghost and got a head, one of the few head parts they've gotten so far, that was the, the Shadow Clone no Jutsu uh, uh, part. So what if what if you combine the two together? What if Metabi could both uh, clone himself and be invisible? It would be, it would be insane. And shoot gun. <laughs> and shoot gun. <laughs> From the water. Like, come on. I mean, Iggy's got the makings of a perfect Metabot, honestly. He just needs to find another Already metal perfect. on the ground. You can, you can, there may be, maybe certain edge cases, but I think Meta B already perfect right out of the box. That's why they had to discontinue him. He was too broken. He was too OP. Rokushu certainly thinks so. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he showed up for the fight. He was like, what's that? My crush is fighting? I'll, I'm on my way. <laughs> and then oh he no, post. he's, he's simply, he's simply here enjoying the breeze in the tree. He's not, he's not here to, you know, watch anybody you know, uh, shoot really well or, you know, really exert themselves or get sweaty or anything like that. Nothing like that. No, no, that's, that's just fan fiction. We already uh, know he likes looking at insects, <laughs> fighting it out. Mm. <laughs> and that's just the text. Uh, you know what? He doesn't like liars who is abrupt and to the point and tells the truth, no matter how bad it is for Meta B. Th- this, this is a real ship. Like it, write it down. Everyone, this is going to be. End of season one, we get a kiss. I'm, I'm, I'll put money on it. I'm just saying, I bet if you measured Metabee's horns and Rakusho's horns, I think that they fit neatly one within the other. Hoo hoo hoo! All right, we'll we'll save that for some uh for some X-rated chat here <laughs> after this. Hey Mitch, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me at Big Bad Beetle Boy at Twitter. Uh, that's probably going to be the easiest way for people to find me if they have to. Um. Other than that, I am posting probably way too much on Metal Roch. Those are the only, only two places I'm posting anymore. Uh, what about oh, you, no, Sam? It's, it's great. What are you doing lately? I, I just realized that your Twitter account is like prescient for this podcast <laughs> to an incredible degree. <laughs> uh, I, I've learned quite a lot of, about myself thanks to Beatles uh, because of that Twitter. Um, people can find me at SSBSLJ on Twitter and also at Bleachcast where... Uh, I'm also part of a Bleach rewatch podcast called It'll Wash Out. Uh, should be available on all major <laughs> podcasters. 
I'm very proud of it's that. Real name. Good. It's it's a good name. It's uh, a fun show. It gets me every time. <laughs> I I enjoy it. Uh, I'm not caught up because uh, sitting down and listening to podcasts is pretty difficult. Apparently, the only one I have time for is MetaWatch, the world's only MetaBots podcast. <laughs> we always run long. I totally understand. What about you, Colin? What do you uh What are you doing besides this? Anything else? Where can people find you? Uh, hey, what's up? I'm still in election hell, so my Twitter is private, but feel free to at, uh, add me at Pagetish, P-A-D-G-E-T-T-I-S-H. Uh, I will uh, try and keep, continue to keep an eye on my, my follower requests. Uh, also, you can find me on the other show that I co-host, Wow, Cool Robot. We are in probably my favorite part of Zeta Gundam. Please give it a listen. Gundam rules. Uh, it's just as good and occasionally problematic as Metabots is. Uh, it's a great time. Uh, check me out there. And also, guess what? You can find the show at Metabots and, or at MetaWatch and at MetaRotch. Uh, we are on every platform except for Stitcher because fuck Stitcher. Um, so yeah, please. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't checked to see if we have any ratings, but hey, give, maybe give us a five-star rating. Uh, let, let us know if we're worth it. <laughs> um, Tell us who you yeah. think the Phantom Thief is. Yeah. Now, here's a thing that I haven't noticed. Uh, I haven't been paying huge attention to the to the medals other than trying to, you know, catch what little animal is on them or whatever. And I noticed that the the rare medals seem to have, like, a, a green jewel on them. Is that a thing that's just them, or does that continue on into the other medals? I haven't noticed it on anything I, other than the rare medals, no. I believe... I believe all the medals have a jewel, but, like, the rare metal is shinier on it. Okay. Uh, so I have a couple uh, pictures of regular metals. They don't have jewels on the side we see. Now, on the other side, maybe we d- there is a, a jewel. Now I have to do homework for next episode. Thank you. Oh, I'm looking it up. Um, All right, cool. I guess it might be interesting to mention that McCready does mention in this episode that, like, rare metals have, are, like, are a thing that exists and also are very mysterious and have special powers that could help someone take over the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which... Seems wild. It uh, seems dumb. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, we'll I get find it. out what the shonen power of a metal is, I guess. Uh, oh, oh, you will. Uh, <laughs> and the, I can't wait not for to be too spoilery, but you actually will fairly shortly. So in the oh, okay, man, so not the yeah. first fight in the uh, Game Boy Advance game. That's uh, the tutorial uh, no. against Arika. But the uh, second fight is against uh, who cares? But uh, so the second fight, uh, Metabi starts to lose, and then just. Kamehameha's everyone away. He just explodes the screen and wins a fight against three metabots at once. And then... Well, yeah, uh, I mean, he did activate his Transam, um, so, yeah. And, and then everyone else is like, oh, do that again. And he's like, I... No, I'll do that later when I need to. So I assume uh, I assume in the show, Metabi sometimes goes Super Saiyan, which will be really exciting. Yeah. He wears the same colors My as Goku. are sealed. <laughs> he's already Super Saiyan, is the thing. Well, then he'll have to go beyond Super Saiyan. Well, I, who knows what the show is that is exactly going to do? Um, you know, it could it, you know it could just be like a big Super Saiyan thing. It could could be some other effect. But I think personally, um, I think it's going to sound a little something like this. Metabot!